friends, how's it going? It's Tiffany Pratt. This is my love jam. I know it's wild to think that I have a podcast all about love, but let me tell you, even though I'm a designer, creative director, creative person, artist, author, TV, whatever, there's absolutely nothing that I've ever done in my life that has been more important than bringing love into everything that I've ever done. And this is a podcast all about that. I have met miraculous, cool, incredible people along the way, and I want to introduce you to some of them. I want to talk to you about my journey. I want to share some of the things that I've learned. And more than anything in the whole world, I don't want you to feel alone. As a creative person, I want us to feel like a powerful community of supportive friends that can turn to each other and know that no matter what, we've got each other's back. So that's what the Love Jam's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's get down in the middle of it. Let's uncover it. Let's see all of its colors. And let's jam. Let's jam about love. That's the Love Jam. Hey, enough's with the freaking faucet running. Let's do this podcast, okay? Give me me a minute. What are you doing in the kitchen, bro? All right. Well, here, I'm here now. I'm just, I was doing the dishes and my hands were soaked and I just, uh, you know, I got the uh, Touch2O technology faucet from Delta Faucets Canada and I just touch it and then it goes off. Oh my God. Are you intrigued? I'm so intrigued. Things are sounding so fancy. Touch and go, baby. You just touch it. (laughs) And it does what you want. So, so what? You installed this puppy? Yeah, it's super easy to install. Um, you can you can hook it up to power, or it comes with batteries, and you don't have to get your faucet all dirty and the handle all goopy if you're cooking, or if you've been in the garden, or if you got stuff in your hand. Touch it with any you know any part of your arm or your face if you want. Uh, and it what comes about on. your nose? You could do it with your nose. It comes on, and just you don't have to you know squeegee the hand and not only that you can leave it at a certain temperature and you touch it and it comes on at the temperature and you've got a little led Ooh. yeah it shows you you know from cold to blue to red to to hot so you always know what temperature the water's at it's slick times it's fabulous <laughs> <laughs> so you're loving it you're loving your delta faucets canada business absolutely and you know what super nice of them and they even made a point of saying uh, in the email, you don't have to mention this. You don't have to talk about it on Instagram. We don't expect anything but this. We just wanted to say thank you for doing the Love Jam. Can I just say that's what the Love Jam is all about? That is what the Love Jam is all about. They are pulling the love through with their generosity, not only supporting us for season two, but yeah. my gosh, you know, making the love real. They're not just asking us that's to tout right. a product. They're saying, try it. If you love it, talk about it. Absolutely. Zero ask, uh, except to say thank you, which is wonderful. So thanks, guys. Delta Faucets Canada, we love you. You got Coco over here touching and tapping. Boom, in the house, touch and go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and now let's get on with season two of The Love Jam with Tiffany Pratt. This is a total guilty pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, before I start to lay my love down so hard, I would like you to welcome (laughs) Ali Sainsbury! (laughs) Ali Sainsbury! (laughs) Even Coco's excited about this one. Coco has been so excited about you coming. Literally, he's like, what day are we doing Ali's podcast? Is Ali coming? When is Ali coming for the podcast? You've got two major fans in this room. We love you very much. And I love you guys. Thank you. So we met years ago because I, you, you and I belong to the same gym. That's right. We didn't know. Well, I didn't know. I have, you have to forgive me. It was almost like an all-women's gym, really. And it was all scheduled classes, and you kind of show up and do your thing and leave. And I think you're like I am. We just want to show up to the gym, do our work, and go home, right? Yep, that's right. And you used to sub the spin classes. I used to sub the spin classes. Yes, and I would be there. And that's how we met. Yes. But not really. You came to my spin classes. So for those that don't know, um, I, I've i always had um, a secret life of love of fitness. 
in that secret life of love of fitness, um, really had to go about five years ago because my schedule with what I'm doing had become very demanding. So previous, that was when I met Ali and I was at my gym and I, you know, got spin teacher certified and I was teaching spin. I was subbing in and my classes were sort of predating the um, soul cycle vibe where I would talk about people's hearts and how they felt and put them through an experience and a journey, right? So you remember Absolutely. this. Absolutely. <clears throat> you would always use imagery and I loved it. So it'd be it like, make the time go. Right? Yeah. The hour yep. was like fast, fast, fast. Yep. And we're, anyways, I don't remember who were in the classes. All I know is I was just trying to give people a different kind of experience. And, and you did. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. No, I always really enjoyed it. It so took me out of myself, you know. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know, that's what it's about. So I stopped my fitness journey um, around then and, you know, got swept up in the busyness. And I'm, I really wanted to do this podcast because I believe we all have something secret that we keep to ourselves or something that we love that we don't do or something that's important mm. to us that we don't make time for or something yeah, that's yes. right. Uh-huh. Or something that we constantly think about, and it is important to us, but it never comes to fruition. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is what we're talking about today, which is fitness, muscles, badassery, <laughs> bodybuilding, strength, and determination, willingness to change. Um, Ali, this is why you're here. Because it was January of this year mm. is when our love story began. And I remember talking to Coco about, like, I really got to make some changes this year. I can't keep doing the same thing I've been doing, which is nothing. This is bullshit. I don't, like, my body is not the way I'm used to seeing my body. This has been so many years mm -hmm. of pure neglect. I was in pain. I just never, I didn't feel like myself. Mm -hmm. And um, and I went away to Mexico, and I remember coming back, and I was lifting weights in Mexico. And a mutual friend of ours yeah was the one that said, you should go to the training pad. And Coco's like, oh, my friend Allie works out of the training pad and she's a trainer. Okay, so rewind, Cox. Uh -huh. You you took, mm -hmm. you and you and Allie met because you took some saucy, racy photos yes. of Allie in her ripperness. Can we talk about that? <laughs> well, you go ahead. Well, I think we should. I think we should too. You mm -hmm. hired Coco. I did. To take some saucy, racy photos of you in yes. your muscular, ripped-up state? Well, it was before those days, really. Really? Yeah, yeah. Coco, Coco's pretty significant in, in, all, of, in all of this and, and a big change in my life. So I'd been married for 21 years, and I had lost myself in being a mother yep. in being a caregiver to my mother. Um, and I kind of was like, Allison was gone for years. You know, who, she, who she, was that girl? Who, where yeah, is I don't she? even know. You yeah. know, she just didn't exist. I was there for everybody else for so many years. And my marriage ended. And a friend of mine had photos taken by Coco. And they were beautiful. And I thought, wow, that, that's kind of gutsy, too. They were, she, you know, they were a little bit racy, but, you know, not too much. But I could see the potential there. And I thought, that, that's pretty cool. And I never liked myself in photos, as most people don't. No, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah, so uh, she said, call Coco. So I called Coco, and I met up with him, and I... I had some photos done. I came to his studio when I was there for a full afternoon, and I did get naked. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. honestly, it was my first act of courage. And how did it uh, feel? It was it was liberating, and right? it was yeah, it was cool. And if you're gonna get naked in front of anybody, it's Coco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super super chill. You don't feel like you, no. you know you're being you're being. Um, I don't know. There's so many things that a man could be thinking or you could be feeling in the presence of a dude with a camera naked. And I think all those terrible feelings, they just go away because he's, he, it's almost art. It's art for Coco and he just gets really yes. um, into the craft of it all. I've never gotten naked in front of a camera. So I think it's super brave. Um, and I love that you did it. I think it's amazing. And mm -hmm. you're, I saw, not all, I uh -oh. saw some photos, not the naked okay, ones. Okay, okay. Um, but some of the photos, <laughs> the artistic ones, and they're beautiful. Mm. And so from there, you started to rip it up. So talk to the well, people about your journey. So you um, moved to the beach. Yes. Because we all live in the same neighborhood. We live on the east side of Toronto, and it's right down by the lake. Yeah, this community, um, which I love. 
Um, yeah, I moved down here. I moved out. Um, my son went away and, and started university. So that was another huge change in my life, my only child. So I was really in this point in my life where, really, who am I? Who yeah. am I now? Everything. My mother passed away and my marriage ended and my kid left. And I'm just like, who is Allie? I didn't even know. Um, How scary is that too, right? Because all the things you defined in your life yeah. are gone. Yeah. You don't even realize. I'm still, I'm still processing it. And we're talking three years later. Takes a long time. There's a long, t- there's a long period, yeah, you know? For sure. Um, but exercise was always something. It was, it was like my meditation, and it still is my meditation. Right. I do meditate as well. I do sit still twice a day. I've actually just gotten back into that, and I think it's so important. Um, but being in the gym and pushing myself to do things that, that hurt. Let's face it, you're, you get out of your comfort zone. You're uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly, right? You get very uncomfortable in the gym, and you're in your own head and in your own space, and, and uh, it's always just what I've turned to to turn my day around. I learned, you know, in my 20s, I went through some hard times, and I'd walk into the gym in the worst mood, in the saddest place, and I'd walk out, and I'd think, what was the big deal? I got you know? this. Yeah, yep. totally got this. You know, I just pushed myself way out of my comfort zone in there. So what could be harder today than this? Than what I just pushed through. You know, we all know it. Everyone hears it all the time that fitness and health and cardio or anything that's involving connecting to your body is good for you. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we all hear it, but no one actively really makes it a big part of their life. But when they do, the results are incredible. Mm-hmm. And you are a walking example of that, that you have really made fitness and health and, you know, lifting a big part of your life yes. in such a big dedicated way. Yes. And your results are incredible, transformational and inspiring. And that's why you're here. I got one look at you when I walked in the gym and I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> I joined the training pad. I I cold called you like a girl on a date. Coco gave me your number. And I was like, Coco said, I got to call you. And that you're a trainer at the training pad. And I need to make changes. And you're like, yeah, come in. And I came in. And I saw your face. And I saw your day, And I was like, this woman is my hero. Oh, girl. So... Take the peoples there. When did you say, okay, I'm going to really start taking it up a notch, not just going into the gym and getting involved mm-hmm. in fitness because we have a bodybuilding dreamboat on our hands here sitting across from me. So tell the peoples about what really kicked it up for you. What really kicked it up for me? Um, well, I had a lot of time on my hands, let's face it. You know, <laughs> I did. My kid's gone now. What do I do? I'm not a mom anymore. Mom still always be a mom. Yeah, but, but I didn't have that daily not, not thing full time. Yeah, exactly. And I had been working out with a trainer. So actually before, before that trainer that I just mentioned, um, I had uh, somebody I was working out with and I have scoliosis. Okay. So I was sent to this trainer four or five years ago and he was a bodybuilder and he suggested that I compete. And I kind of just laughed it off. I'd, I'd seen a show before and you see all these orange people in their sweats and they look ridiculous, and you know what planet are these people from? And it's crazy. <laughs> it looks crazy, right? Um, so I kind of, you know, just laughed it off. But it kept coming up in my life. People would ask me if I did it, or I'd meet people who did it. And uh, I had a trainer, another trainer in Scarborough, I was working with, and then I was kind of far. And Jason opened up the training pad right across from my place on the beach that I'd moved into. So I walked in and I met with him and I'm, you know, Jason now, and he's very charismatic. And I started working out there and he said to me, you really should do a show. You should compete. And I thought about it and, and uh, I said, okay, you tell me how. I don't know how to navigate this world. This is a whole other world. There's, you know, different shows. There's open shows. There's natural shows. There's different classifications. Right. What category do I go into? Um, he put me in touch with my coach, Mary Valid. Yep. And between Mary and Jason, they sort of helped me get through my first show, which I did when I was 50 in uh, 2017. 
So to bring people up to speed, the training pad is a small little boutique gym in the east side of Toronto. That's really, it's all weights. It's weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fitness, it's CrossFit, but mainly it's, it's weights. Is that right? That, that's right. I mean, we, you know, we have a lot of con, uh, conditioning equipment in the basement too as well. So, right. you know, yeah. Athletes come there and they do fitness training, um, but it's super small and it's for people that are serious about lifting and getting strong. And, um, and so that's where Allie's been not only training herself, but training others now. So 2017 was when you first competed. Yes, that was my first show. And how long did it take you to get there? Now, I should, I should pre-tell everyone that you've always been involved in fitness. So you've mm -hmm. always, and she's, Allie's tall and she's always been fit. Um, and you've, I assume always, like when I saw those pictures of you, it looks like even then you were super fit and you'd gone to the gym and you mm -hmm. take care of your body and you eat right. Yes. So that was already in the bag. Yes. You already had that shit on lock. Yes. You didn't have to be trained how to, you know, do the things, eat the food. You were like already doing it. So this was just taking it to the, ne the next place. Absolutely. Yeah. So then je sens at the training pad. Yes. He said, this is what you got to do. Meet with Mary, do the things. And how long did it take for you to get competition ready? Nine weeks. I think what? About nine weeks. Yeah, I met with Mary. I started my program with Mary in September, and I was That's hoping only to do three months. I was hoping to do a show in the December, but I thought oh, if I can get one done earlier, I will. And she said, "Sure, you'll be ready by November." So yeah, I was ready in a couple of months, nine, ten weeks, which is unheard of. Like I cannot personally, I would never in nine weeks be competition ready myself. I couldn't. I have too much weight to lose. I would never. But in your situation, you absolutely were ready. Um, yeah, uh, well, I was nine weeks away, so yeah, I'd already been doing a lot of the work, and I guess that's why Jason suggested, right? Because he saw your physique and he was right. like, you're on the edge. Right. Just tip it. Yeah, just get over that fence. So how did it feel? It was nerve-wracking. I mean, you know, there were some lessons in that whole process for sure. I, you know, I remember getting my, my diet and my training schedule from my coach and looking at it and thinking, I can't do this. You look at the whole picture. You look at, all, you know, how you have to eat for nine weeks. I mean, in nine weeks, there's not a lot. People get ready for months, as you know, you yeah. mentioned. Um, and looking at my training schedule and what I have to do every morning and the cardio and then the weights and, you know, and the stretching and whatever else. I thought, I can't do this. But the only way that I could do it is to break it down one day at a time. This is what I have to do today. These are the sets I got to do today. These are the reps I've got to do today. And this is what I have to eat today. And, and there is a life lesson in that for me, you know, like baby steps for anything that you have to accomplish, anything you want to tackle. You can't look at the whole picture. You're not going to get there tomorrow. Yeah. You're going to get there by taking one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. But I think that that right there. I love that you said that there's a lot of life lessons in that for you because I think there's a lot of life lessons in that for everybody. Mm -hmm. Is that it doesn't matter what it is, if it's fitness or if it's a yep. job or if it's anything, raising your children, I don't care. There's so many big things that we all want to tackle. And sometimes the overwhelm from those big things feels bigger than us and it forces us not to jump in. Yes. Because we're so freaking overwhelmed by the, the big piece that we don't get into the little stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's where I have looked to you because I truly look at the dedication that has taken to have the level of fitness and shape and body that you have. And that's not something you get overnight. That's years and years and years and years of the right choices, waking up in the morning, making those choices day after day after day. And I love you for that. Thank you. And I know that we're all women, so we don't see ourselves the way that other people no. see us. No, no, we don't. You don't see yourself as the <laughs> ripper babe that I do. Oh, you're so funny. No, I don't. If Allie's an eye shot of me while I'm working out at the gym, I'm like, as long as Allie's on the same floor as me, I got all the inspo I need. Just got to look at her and know that it's possible. And that's, you're a walking example of beautiful things that are possible. So, okay, let's dig in. Okay. Emotionally. When I go to the gym now, I started off, and this is something that I think we all can relate to. I joined just knowing the exact thing you just said, that all I know today is that I'm just going to go. Mm -hmm. And if I go and I do the best I can, even if it's not my 100%, I'm, still, I'm just so, still so proud that I put it in my schedule 
I put my damn shoes on and I showed up. And so since, I think it's been since March, I have been showing up three days a week with my shoes on, lifting, and sometimes it's four days a week depending on what I can swing. And some days I feel like I'm going to die because I'm so tired. And other days I feel like a million bucks. And I think if you were to talk to anyone that's out there, Jim or not, what are your hot tips for the peoples who are trying to make a change in their physical life? Hot tips. Hot tips. Well, honestly, I mean, you talk about, you know, you're so proud of yourself for getting there. And the hardest part is getting there. Yep. Once you've got your ass in the door, the hard part's over. Right. Right. You showed up. You showed up for yourself. It's the biggest piece. Absolutely. I mean, that is totally the biggest piece. Um, Don't think about it. I, I sit with this girl at work and I love her. I have a corporate job as well. FYI, corporate job is still has the ripper. Uh, yeah, I still have a full-time corporate job. And I sit with this girl every day and, you know, she talks. She goes to the gym at lunch and she complains about it and, you know, thinks about the process of getting there. And I'm like, why do you think so much about, like, your walk there and the changing of the clothes and whatever? Just go. Just, Just go and show up for yourself. And the hardest part's done. Once you've gotten in yourself in that locker room, you might as well just do it. And what does she say to that? She knows I'm right. <laughs> She admits it. (laughs) Don't think. Just do. Do it for yourself. Okay, so what's the other hot tip? Other hot tip. I don't know. Hot tip. I mean, I think people need to, to know that physical activity is just instrumental in your mental and emotional health. And I don't know if people put that together. But once you start doing it, it can transform you emotionally. And really, honestly, I mean, yeah, there's physical benefits that I've gained from from being active, but I do this for my emotional health. I would say, you know, given some of our conversations, you and I can both say that we do what we're doing in that gym mostly for the emotional. Absolutely. And then the second becomes the physical. Yep. But it's, I think it's the desire to push yourself and get yourself to a place. Yes. Okay, so what's the third hot tip before I dig into that? Oh, my goodness. I have to have a third tip. I I like to push the peoples. Yeah, I see that. (laughs) Uh, Find yourself a community. You know, I found found my community at the training pad. Yep. Um, Engage with people at the gym. You know, I know it can be a really intimidating place, but if you have a friend that goes to the gym, go with them, talk to people, get to know them. I I go to Good Life as well. So I work out at the training pad and I work out at Good Life and there's really not a gym that I don't walk into or I can't hug somebody. Right. You know, get to know people. So the training pad's my community. I have a community with my coach and her gym. Find people who are like-minded. Find people who love seeing you become a better version of yourself. And they're out there. I mean, you know, everybody's a cheerleader in the gym. Once you get to know each other, we're all there for the same reason. You know, that's what I found. Going to the TP, the training pad, mm-hmm. was I started to get to know everybody. Yes. And not just the trainers, but the people at the gym. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we get paired or tripled. And, um, you know, I'm a freak. I'm a freak in the gym. Oh, you're a freak of love, girl. You bring joy. (laughs) You bring joy everywhere. I make farting noises to get through sets. I have to sing (laughs) songs about my pain. But I also want to work hard. And I want to feel the pain. I want to push myself as hard as I can. I want to lift as heavy as I can. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that's the biggest piece in this whole thing is when you are surrounding yourself with people that do want to see you succeed and do want to see you, you know, reach your potential. Mm -hmm. You're going to do it with people that are having fun with you, and it becomes something you look forward to. Like if six months ago you would have said that this would be what I'd be doing, and I would be lifting in a gym three days a week and loving it and moving my schedule around to make sure I can do it and trying to make an extra day, four days a week to to lift. It's wonderful. I think that I, I would have thought I was insane. I am so proud for you. But it's a journey, man, and it's slow. Mm-hmm. It's not a fast journey, so but I'm loving it. Baby steps. Baby, baby steps, steps. Baby steps. Things I've noticed since lifting is a lot of my body aches are gone. Do you, did you find that as soon as you start lifting more? Like you don't feel like you're achy or you need as many massages? No. Yes, absolutely. And my chiropractor has said that this is what my body's always needed. 
Right. And I love when you said earlier, you know, you have scoliosis. You know, a lot of people would use that physical ailment as a reason to do exactly the opposite of what you're doing. They would say, oh, well, I've got scoliosis. I can't do this. But you've taken that scar and you've turned it into a star, you know? I I need to do this. Because my structure is compromised, it needs to be strong. Well, and you've built the muscle. And I've found that same thing with what I do. It's physical work. I'm not feeling as tired. Awesome. I also feel um, better standing. I know it sounds really weird, but I feel like my posture's changed. You know, the way I stand is different. Yeah. Um, When you feel more muscle in your body, you feel like you're standing differently. I'm even lifting things differently. I feel like I'm lifting proper for the first time. So all in all, man or woman, I can't say enough about what weight training has done. And I think I stopped going to the Cairo. I was going once a week. I was jacked the fuck up. I was jacked. <laughs> I was always in pain. And now I'm not going to the, to the Cairo. They don't see me. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm feeling great. So glad to hear that. So awesome. I just want to say all this to the peoples because we talk a lot about love in the workplace. We talk about love in so many ways. But I feel like the body, the temple, is where we need to show the most love to ourselves. Totally. And that's what you do. And... I love that about you is that you found this pathway to loving yourself for the first time in this new way of not only pushing yourself to your greatest potential, but also helping people do that for themselves and being their cheerleader. And I love you so much for it. Mm-hmm. And you bring so much love to everybody at that gym and so much support, uh-huh. not just in what you say in the workouts, man, because you freaking you rip me up. <laughs> you bust me up. It's my job. You're a badass motherfucker. <laughs> She, you think she's all nice right now? You should see her. No, I want to. I'm gonna move that weight up a little hot. No, I want another rep. You're not paying attention. That's right. Come on, you're, step it up. You're a badass. So food. Yes. Talk to me about food. Talk to you about food. What do you want to know about food? I mean, what do you want to know? Here's the thing. What I do know is, food is everyone's. You know, my my dear friend Coco, that we both know. He said you can never out-train a bad diet. I totally agree. Yeah. You, and he, what else do you say? It's 80% food, 20% the workouts. Yes. How am I doing, Cokes? Right on. Yep. Coco, um, when he and I first met, I was deep in my fitness journey. He was deep in his fitness journey, and we would work out at the gym together. We were on the food together. We were doing all the things. And then, you know, I've fallen off. You know, you've fallen off, but you're still on. But one thing I always think about are those things about the food. Mm-hmm. So I want you to talk about food because I think that um, we all have to have a healthy relationship with what we put in our bodies. Yes. But we also have to be mindful about what those things are and why we're eating them. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Um, we can also talk about your chocolate penises that you get at the local market. Oh, my. Are we going <laughs> to talk about those? Yeah, I don't know why these things happen to me, but, you know. We'll talk. Um, we'll get into that A little brown bag at the farmer's market. Yeah, I don't know. As we'll talk about the Choco Soul. It's a soul. law of attraction. What can I tell you? <laughs> Ali goes to the local market where the stone ground natural chocolate guy is, and he's like, hey, I've got a little something that I think you might be interested in. I went for lettuce, and that's not what I came home with. <laughs> she got a bag of stone ground natural chocolate dicks. Bag of dicks. Bag of dicks. From Choco Soul. Yeah, they're all gone now. <laughs> You ate the bag of dicks for dinner. Yeah. That's okay. Okay, so talk about the food. No lettuce. How do you you eat? What do you eat? eat? What do the people need to know about eating? Well, I mean, you know, it's very individual, and I I don't – it depends on the person. What I eat, I mean, I eat quite a lot of protein because I'm lifting, because I lift weights regularly. You need the protein to repair. So I'm, I've still got that bodybuilder's mentality where I follow my macros. So I eat like my 40% protein, 30% carb, 30% fat. And I follow it pretty loosely. I mean, I do track it. I use apps. I use MyFitnessPal. My, MyFitnessPal, what else do you use? Um, that's, I can't think that's about it, really. I just uploaded the Weight Watchers app. Mm-hmm. And that's been really cool to kind of just get a sense of points. Yeah, I mean, you need to, these things educate us too, right? You can eat so mindlessly and and we all do it and we all, have, you know, can medicate with food. I, I, I do it. Everybody does it. Food can be a drug. Let's face it. I mean, I know that's kind of a harsh word. No, it's it, true. It, it sounds so negative, but we do soothe ourselves with food. I think maybe that's a better way to put it. Um, 
And it's just being mindful. It's not being obsessive. I wouldn't want anyone to be obsessive about food. But, you know, you can. we have crackers in the office, and I'll put some crackers in my mouth here. And then the chocolate guy gives me extra chocolate now. So those that'll be in my desk, and I'll eat a few pieces of chocolate. And all of that does add up in the day. So, and that's fine. But if you're in a place where you want to make some gains or maybe some losses, or maybe that's a better way to put it. Um, you want to make some... Um, shed. Yeah, you want to shed. You want to get ahead. You want to, you know, you're working hard in the gym, but you want to also get ahead. You do have to be mindful of what you're putting in your body. Be aware. So using an app, there's nothing wrong with that. So I think it's all about people finding what works best for their body too. Because yep. there's some people that are super protein types. I know I'm a protein type. Mm -hmm. I need protein. So eggs and chicken, I could just eat that forever. I feel good when I have protein yep. in my system. Um, but some people don't like to eat meat. Some people don't like to eat anything that's made from animals. Yes. So I think we all need to find the thing that feels good to us, but then really be mindful of it and stick to it. And yeah, and have it be balanced, you know? Yep. Like, yeah, you might really like... Uh, Hummus. Yeah. You don't want to eat like tons of it. Like balance your diet out. Coco, did you hear that about the hummus? Oh. This man in the hummus, <laughs> you you honestly just hit you hit a mark there. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. There's a lot of hummus no, in this house. Right. Hummus is great. It's really good for you, but too much of anything. Your mother told you that. And mm -hmm. That's the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not a drinker, smoker, party animal, bad food person, but you know where I fall down is chocolate and Indian food. So my favorite line when I'm at the gym is, beneath this layer of chocolate and Indian food is a raging athlete. Because <laughs> I know I still I have my it. little layer, but I know what's underneath it. And eventually, I'm gonna, we're going to shed that stuff. We're doing it. So let's You're talk, doing it. So let's talk about, please, we're all doing it. So let's talk about the emotional journey for you. Yes. Can we talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Do you mind? No, holds barred. Let's go, girl. Okay. So when you were at the gym yes. and you're feeling bad or all the things, you know, I, right? Mm. That's where you go and you, you let it off. Absolutely. So can you just talk about when you go in there, mm -hmm. what becomes your focus, how you get to where, you, how you push yourself, how you feel, um, you know, why you feel bad and how you come out feeling better. I think we all yeah. need to get honest about the dark place sometimes that we can all get into and the inertia that sets in. And instead of letting the inertia set in, you just fucking go for it. Yeah. Start throwing around some heavy shit. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, we all have demons. I have demons and I've had to wrestle some serious demons over the last three years. And like I said, I think I'm just coming out of it now. Um, but there are days where, you know, your demons are taking over and I've been at home and I think I can't even go to the gym. I want to stay in my house coat. I want to stare at the ceiling. Yep. Yep. And all I think is put one foot in front of the other and get yourself out the door. Yep. And go. And and I think, okay, so I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to see the same people at Good Life or wherever I'm going. And it's going to be dark in there and whatever. But I go and I see people working hard. And, you know, and, and it motivates me to work hard. And I've shed a lot of tears in the gym. And it's just where I go and I process my junk. And I push myself. And if I can be in a dark place and push myself to get there, and that's momentous some days. And then push myself through a workout. Then that's huge. And then you walk out of there and you're like, yeah, I got this. Uh, that was very uncomfortable, but I did it. And I can get on with the rest of my day now. And then you've also got an endorphin rush. I mean, let's face it. And that <laughs> that's big, right? Those are like, that's, that's really, really, uh, that can turn your day around. And it does. So that's why I do it. The chemicals, man. Mm -hmm. The chemicals help Natural us out. Natural high. That's what you need. Yep. And when you got out on your own, your son's gone to school, the divorce is final, your mom's gone to a different place, and you are facing yourself. One thing I love about you so much is you looked at this as a time to be the best version of yourself. And I just want everybody out there to think of what the best version of themselves could be and what their inspiration is because it may not be bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. It could be anything, but don't wait for that moment. Just start doing it now. Totally. Right? Yeah, totally. Do you remember when Madonna came back from one of her transformations? 
she'd gone from like her 90s version and she was like early 2000s and I think it was the album Confessions from a Dance Floor on a Dance Floor and she came back rippered. Do you remember Hasn't this? Hasn't she always been ripped though? She's older than me. She's, She's always she, Yeah, but I'm saying there was a time where she was always like, she looked like a dancer, she was fit. But then she came back on the scene and she was like ripped. She was jacked. Or the, the time when Demi Moore, this is how you know, this is something I love. When Demi Moore did G.I. Jane mm-hmm. and she was training yes. for G.I. Jane. Yes. Do you remember this? Yes. And then I remember Demi Moore going on the Dave Letterman show and Dave said, oh, I heard rumors that you could do a one-handed push-up. Right. I remember, do you remember that. This? Yes, I do. Yep. And she like drops down. And <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but yeah. <laughs> you, I bet you, you can do it one-handed. I don't know. I haven't tried. 100% you can. I'm going to make you do it next time. I know okay. you can. Okay. These are all markers for me of things that I've always loved. I loved when Madonna came back and she was like jacked. I love seeing Demi Moore super strong. And for me, I've always had the secret desire. And and this is where you and I had tears. So this is my confession. Mm -hmm. I was having tears with Allie at the gym a few weeks ago, explaining to her how my secret dream of being strong, you know, not only mentally, but physically and you know, visually was very strong and important for me and how this was a dream that I had never really shared, but I've always loved and I always wanted for myself, but I never carved the time. I never talked about it and it's probably going to take me a long time to get there, but I'm just going to keep going. And I remember crying, telling you about it. And I was like, Allie, like you just seeing you do it is such an inspiration. So I think the community part of it and finding people doing the things that you want to do and surrounding yourself with those people is so essential because, mm-hmm. right, we all inspire each other. And then when yes. I'm there, you start hitting oh. me up with the uh, creative business. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you, you make me cry too because, yeah, you. Yeah. it's like you're my alter ego. Ditto. Almost, right? Ditto. Because I kind of like, I don't like to be the center of attention. Not saying that you do, but you're very comfortable with being out there, right? And you're colorful and I wear black and I wore color today for you, by the way. I'd be wearing a black Harley Davidson tank top if I could, but I came to see you. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, and you, you come in the gym and People know you're there, and I kind of like to stay in the background kind of person, and and I'm afraid of trying to be creative and put myself to me. That's a huge edge to cross, and you're out there, and you do that, and uh, and you inspire me in that way. And you do when I say you bring joy, I'm not kidding. I'm not just saying that to flatter you, and to be your friend. You come in there, and your heart is open. And that's another thing that's been huge for me. I mean, having gone through what I've gone through in the last three years, you know, it can really shut you down. Huge. But you you have shown me what it's like to live with a wide open heart. You come in there and you're like, you, you exude love. You give it out. And you recently had a birthday. I did. And I gave you a card. You did. And I meant every word. So I quoted Nelson Mandela. And it was something about when you let your light shine, you give permission for others to do the same. And that is honestly how I feel about you. But this is exactly how I feel about you. And that's why you're here. And I'm closing my eyes and I'm clutching my heart because I'm holding back tears because, you know, when people say namaste, the light in me sees the light in you is it's exactly how I feel when I see you, is that all those things that maybe you see in me that you want to build are all mm. those things that I see in you that I want to build. And that's the beauty of the human relationship is that we take down all the bullshit, you know, what you have, what I have, what I want, who you are, woman to woman, crap. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, you let all that bullshit go away and you just look at someone and you go, oh my God, this person embodies something that is so important and special. And I'm so proud and happy to be around them to know that they did it. And I can use that as my inspiration point to know that I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about being around you, knowing you, seeing you. You don't make me feel like my dreams or my goals or anything I'm doing is so far away. You make me feel like it's just around the damn corner. It's there. Every day you show up for yourself. But You're doing it. But that's the thing about fitness. That's the thing about creativity. 
that's the thing about life is mm-hmm. that we have to show up for ourselves. Yes. And that's what I think this podcast was supposed to be about, is about showing up for ourselves, for the things that we want to do and the dreams that we have. Absolutely. Let's talk about the bag of dicks again. That was fun. <laughs> Coco wants to talk about the bag of dicks. We can talk about that if you want. Like I said, law of attraction. These things just find me. Okay, well, law of attraction it up. You're at the farmer's market. You want to buy some lettuce. Tell us the story. I went there for produce. You know, I'm looking at the lettuce and kale and they got those strawberries, those Ontario strawberries. And then I see the chocolate guy and I go over to the chocolate guy. As you would. Who wouldn't go visit the chocolate guy? He's kind of cute too. Um become kind of friends now. I think he expects me every Wednesday. He's a fox. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, so so I'm I'm sampling his chocolate, and then he pulls out this little brown By the bag way, from sampling his chocolate. Sampling, Just joking. Sampling <laughs> the chocolate, and uh, yeah, he pulls out this little brown bag, and he's got. He says, I, "I've I've got something here. You know, you might be interested in." And he goes, "But I don't show it to everybody." Oh. And I saw it and saw what it was. It's bag of dicks. And it's I said, labeled bag o dicks. It was yeah, literally bag o dicks. It was a brown paper bag, and then I said, "Dude, I don't know what kind of vibes I'm giving off, but I'll take it." <laughs> <laughs> I had to give him my visa. I didn't have enough cash for that bag, but you know, <laughs> I've been going back every week since, and he doesn't have any. He only gave you one bag of dicks. One bag, yeah. He's run out. So so uh, they're casted tiny little dicks made of chocolate. Yeah, multiple different sizes. Yeah. Multiple different casted sizes yeah. of bag of dicks, little yeah. chocolate dicks. That was my dinner that night. Oh, that's what I would have eaten. Yeah. So, law of attraction, bag of dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, you eat chocolate for dinner. Doesn't that make every... If uh-huh. I wish I... Sometimes I wish that I took videos of the podcast so people could see who I was sitting with so they could understand, like, the full package of what I'm sitting with. But when you see Allie and you're picturing her sitting at home eating a bag of dicks... <laughs> Chocolate dicks for dinner. <laughs> it was dark chocolate. <laughs> dark you know, chocolate dicks. Yep. 85% probably, but you know, what the hell. That was dinner. Yeah, so that's dinner. okay. You can still eat a 85% chocolate for dinner and yeah. you're not going to get too far. It's, yeah. not, it's the little choices. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I want to talk about the pain pleasure combo. Okay. Because I think that there's something in this for us weirdos that like the pain pleasure combo. Mm. Because working out and pushing yourself and getting through some of those sets, lifting really heavy weights is painful. Yep. But then afterwards, your endorphins jump yep. right up. Huge. So can you talk about that? What you love about it? What you hate about it? When you're lifting at the gym, what do you love about mm. it? What do you hate about it? So let's I start with just, the love. I love proving to myself what I'm capable of. That's what you're doing in there. And and it's even greater when you've got people around you, you know, and, and not necessarily trainers, but just somebody there who's encouraging you, who's who's showing you somewhere you can dig where you didn't know, you didn't know existed, showing you places where you can dig deeper and that you've got more in you. And that's what I get out of being in the gym. I want to pause there. I love that right there. Because if it's not at the gym, if it's in our social circles with our friends, if it's with our family, Mm -hmm. if it's with our lovers, is I think that we should all try and strive to love ourselves and each other enough that we can show each other where we could dig deeper, yep. where we could be better, where mm-hmm. we can show our strength more. And that's the physical representation of what's happening at the gym, right? Yes. Because I know myself, there's things that I wouldn't have dreamed of lifting. And then you're like, mm, you're doing that too easily. I'm going to put 10 more pounds on that. And For then sure. all of a sudden, before I know it, I'm just like flipping through some weights that I would never have dreamed I could lift. Yes. And that's the that's the beauty of the community. That's yeah. the beauty of each other, right? Mm-hmm. What else do you love about it? The results, obviously, and you end up, you know, living in in a, a body that you're very comfortable in, and you got to live in yourself all the time. You're yep. living in this physical shell 100 percent of the time, and I would rather feel good in it and wake up. And I mean, you know, I. Obviously, still look at my imperfections just like anybody. There's always stuff you don't like. Um, but know that you've just done the best that you're you're putting in your best effort. And it just makes it easier to live with. Does that make sense? It does, of course. Yeah. Well, our, our, I always call my body the paper bag. 
you know, because we're all souls floating around this earth and we're all given a paper bag Mm -hmm. that goes over top of the little glowing light. Right. And it's what you do with the temple or the paper bag that determines what you're putting out into the world. And I feel like we are all physical representations of our choices. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. And so your choices are embodied in how you dress, the color your hair is, your fitness level, the food you eat, the things you adorn yourself with, the crazy shoes you choose or not choose to wear. Mm. All of it is a physical representation of our choices. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I've always admired about people who have chosen health and fitness is that that is something that's a priority for them. And it means something to me. And I love that it means something to you. Is it something that you've always felt or is it something that just came natural? Because in some families, it doesn't come natural. Like in my family, my mom wasn't a super fitness person. We were never forced to do anything physical. We didn't, I did never, this is it. I never thought of myself as an athlete or a physically fit person ever. It was only till later in my life that I kind of came around to it. And I think some people could feel the same. Did you feel like that? Or you've always felt like you were engaging in physical activity and it's a part of you? My, I started getting physically active. I, you know, I, I smoked in my early 20s. and Good to I, know. I wouldn't even run for a bus. Like, I'd think, <laughs> you know what, there's going to be another one in a few minutes. Screw it. I'm not going to run even. And my father was diagnosed with cancer. He had colon cancer. And I remember being at work, and I was having a cigarette outside, and I thought, here, I'm taking my health for granted. And I know right now my father would do anything. He'd give anything to have a clean bill of health. There is nothing more valuable than your health. So do everything you can to look after it. Because that really, at the end of the day, you don't have your health. You really got nothing much going for you in your life. That is true that motherfucker. Yeah. That's so it. Put in your best effort because that's like your, your foundation and everything else that's going on in your life is built on top of that. And I think that that's the wake-up call that I had this year, which was, I got to start taking care of my, of my body. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to be screwed. Um, what do you hate about the gym the most? Mm. Oh boy, I don't. I can't think of anything that I hate the most. That's good. Yeah. I did that on purpose. It's a trick question. Really, honestly, there's not much that I, I mean, I did actually had a kind of crappy workout yesterday. I didn't really feel like doing the things that I had to do. So I did my best. And, uh, you know, there are days where I, I mean, most days I feel like you can never do all the things. Nope. You cannot do all the things. So you just do what you can do. And yesterday I did the best that I could do. And I thought, whatever I've left, I'll pick it up another day. And yeah, some days are just more productive than others in there, but... You know what I hate the most? What? Bulgarian squats. I know you do, but you'll learn to love them. That's I freaking the hate other, the Bulgarians. You hate them because they're very uncomfortable, but they get better. I hate the Bulgarian <laughs> squats. They're the freaking worst. Oh. And I feel so dumb doing them. But you look so good doing them. I feel like I look like an idiot. No, you don't. Some, it's not even how you look. It's just as long as you can get through the set and not be all jacked up. Yep. But... I just hate them so much. I just want to talk about it on air, tell the peoples how much I hate Bulgarian squats. So if you're Bulgarian, it's not you, it's your squats. I don't know why they're Bulgarian, but (laughs) yeah. Sorry to the Bulgarians, peoples. I don't like your squats. Moving on. Close your eyes. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where I talk about colors and I get you to identify Mm. in my world how you feel about things so that people who aren't comfortable with fitness or lifting or all of that can kind of get a sense of what it feels like from a color perspective to be in your world. Okay. So Allie's eyes are closed and I'm going to talk about how it feels to not absolutely feel at all like you want to go to the gym, forcing yourself to go, lifting your tits off, and then walking out and feeling great. What color is that? Mm. Okay, so so when I don't want to go, what color is it? The whole thing. But take me through it. I want to oh, hear all of in it. The colors. Like what? Okay, so so I don't want to go. So it's definitely gray when I don't want to go. Okay. And murky and heavy. Really, really heavy. Um, then you get there. 
you got to dig through that heaviness. Yeah, like I said, one foot in front of the other. Just get yourself to the door, put your stuff in the bag and go. Uh, and it's like clouds lifting sort of, right? What color? Gray's getting getting lighter. Uh, maybe a little bit of white showing through. Ooh, maybe, I love that. You know, you get into the car and it's kind of like a baby blues showing a little bit here and there. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, and you get there and you start doing things. And you kind of forget about whatever color's over your head and you're just doing your thing. But there's clearing. And there's definitely clearing. And uh, What color? Uh, it's getting lighter. The sun's starting to shine. You know, a little bit of yellow, some blue, more blue. Ooh, I love this. And, and it's lighter. It's not that heaviness is going for sure. Um, you do your thing and you come out and the sun's shining and it's bright and, and uh, I'm seeing some glow, some blue, some yellow. Blue and yellow are the happiest colors. Yeah. You know when you go away to a tropical island and you mm. go there and you see the sun and you see the shore? Yes. That's what it feels like, right? Yep. Little breeze blowing. Yeah. Paradise. I think so. Paradise. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're doing a dead-ass motherfucking heavy lift. What color is that? Oh. That. Okay. Like deep oh. dive, heavy lift, like... Like beyond red, like burgundy, like it's, yeah, like it's blood. like a dark, yeah, yeah, there's blood, <laughs> I would say for sure. Yeah, you need that blood for those heavy lifts. Mm-hmm, yeah, and even like a little bit of anger is not a bad thing, kind of need it. That's what one of the trainers says to me. He always says, Tiff, get dark. Yeah. He's like, get dark, get, get angry. Um, okay. Oh, I think I can guess who. Yeah, you know who says yeah. that. Um. Okay, give me the color of what it feels like to train somebody and watch them push themselves and oh, get some personal gains. A color. I don't know. that. Those are bright colors again. And that would be a whole bunch of colors like pinks and turquoises. And I just love seeing people trying. Like we talk about being the best version of themselves, you know, like they want it. Anybody who wants it, I just find it so inspiring. So, yeah, we're talking rainbow of pastels. Here. Yeah. It's magical, right? Yep. It's magical to watch people want something for themselves and transform. Absolutely. And when you think about yourself now mm -hmm. after three years mm. and giving yourself all the self-love that you've given yourself not just bodybuilding but helping others do what you helped yourself do and mm. inspiring others I want to know what color you see inside of yourself well it depends on the day I mean I'm still a work in progress as we all are uh, you know turquoises and greens emerald greens maybe Ooh. getting there you know i mean some darker colors definitely come in at but times, you know what green is ellie what green is the heart chakra green is oh, love awesome green is self-love yeah emerald green i kind of like emerald green Ooh, see so you got the love rolling i hope so i'm working on it and you know what i love guys you don't know this but ali's kept her eyes closed the whole time so you're digging in, which this is what I love about you. You get an assignment, man, and you just, you get into it. You are the best student. Oh, I'm obedient, right? <laughs> yeah, I do what I'm told. <laughs> That's the key to the success right there. You know, you, there's a formula. Yes. And you got to follow it, and you follow it to the tits. Guaranteed And you results. see results. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the one thing that I can say is in the mind of a person that has big goals, big work goals, big physical goals, big life goals. Is there's a path? Yes. And we all need to find our way on the path mm -hmm. to see our own results the way we need to see them. Yes. And I want, is there anything you want to say to the peoples before we wrap this up? Like anything inspirational that you think is the most important thing to know about life, getting through this period of time that you've gotten through, physical fitness, anything? Share it with the people. Well, I mean, you know, anybody who's sort of struggling, I guess, with being more active in their lives. And it sounds so cliche. I mean, think about, you know, appreciate the journey and not the destination. But really, that is what it is. Like, you've got to love the journey and just try to show up for yourself and, and, and give the time to yourself. Make the effort for yourself. And it's just one day at a time. 
stay on that path, stay on the path in the direction that you want to go. And then? Enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. Boom. Can't we all, Coco, can't you get into that? Absolutely. What am I missing, Cokes? Not much. Is there anything you want me to talk about that I haven't talked about? You can't have a happy spirit with an unhealthy body. Coco just said, Totally. You can't have a happy spirit with an unhealthy body. So mm. we're talking about love here on the Love Jam all the time. We're always talking about our minds and how we think and what's going on at the job and what's happening with, I mean, I've really, over the last two seasons, I feel like I covered a lot of bases here. And we touched a little bit on physical fitness in season one, but I wasn't really engaging in my physical fitness really. And it was so important for me to talk about that on this season mm. and more than anything to talk about it with you, Ali. I am so honored and grateful that you've given me your time this afternoon to talk about this and to be open and honest and chat because you've inspired me more than anybody this year. And you've changed my life in such a big way, giving me hope that my dreams are possible in that place. Knowing that you've done it, seeing your love for what you're doing and giving that love of phys physical fitness to others. It's it's one of the greatest gifts, honestly. Like, I feel so lit up inside about it. Mm. And I love you so tremendously. And all I can say to anybody out there is find the peoples around you. Mm. Right? Absolutely. That just yeah. lights you up inside. Because, mm -hmm. look, we found each other. Yin and Yang. We did. Yes, right? totally. Total yin and yang. <laughs> yes, we are. But we, we, let me tell you, we are a real hoot nanny at the gym. <laughs> when we get a private session... Don't oh, get near us. Man, no. Don't get near us. Big love fest. Big love fest. It's love, but it's hard work. Hard work, tears, sweat. Singing. It's a mess. Fart noises. Yeah. I get ugly. It's like Courtney Love after a concert. The makeup's dripping. It's a <laughs> shit show. It's My clothes not. are jacked up. I hide behind equipment trying to hide from Allie sometimes. Remember oh. that one time I hid behind the machine? It's kind of like a kid covering their eyes saying, you can't see me. <laughs> I see you. I said, Allie, I'm over here. You can't see me. I'm just, I was trying to catch a break just for one second to catch some air. And I was hiding behind this one piece of equipment. I was crawling on the ground at one point, got completely black oh, on the mat. Girl. She's like, I still see you. Get, get your ass over here. <laughs> point is have fun in this life absolutely right yes. mm -hmm. through our pain through our hopes and our dreams and our goals and whatever they may be and whatever shape truly they may take we have to do it together we have to find our community and we have to do it with love not just for each other but for ourselves mm -hmm. right for sure loving yes. ourselves yes show Allie, up for yourself show yeah. up for yourself that's what it is right mm -hmm. showing is. up for yourself Okay, is this it? That's it. Is this the love jam? This is the love jam. Is this our love jam, Allie? It's our love jam, girl. You know, we're love jamming all the time. Yes, we I'm are. I'm so lucky for that. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for being here. Thank you. You are truly my inspiration. Likewise, girl. Let's go get some Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta end this podcast with a verbal love letter to you, the listener. I wouldn't be sitting in front of this microphone sharing my love and my peoples without you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in, supporting, commenting, wherever you are. I'm so grateful. If you want more love by way of any other medium from podcast, I'm available at tiffanypratt.com or on Instagram, which is at the Tiffany Pratt. I'm sharing all my love in other ways on those mediums. And more than anything, Delta Faucets Canada, this podcast would not be happening without you. Your support, your encouragement to be here is everything. And Coco, the mixing, the mastering, the music, it wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't be slick and we wouldn't even have a beautiful place to record if it wasn't for you. This is a village of beautiful people who have made beautiful things happen. And I am humbled and I am grateful. So until next time, friends, thank you for listening. I look forward to having you back. And I'm so grateful that we found each other here. Peace and love until the next time.